Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Welcome to the Kachat, the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, hey, what's up with cars? This week, we'll be discussing music. I'm John. Oh, and I'm Lucas. You threw me off because you didn't ask me what we're discussing, so I was sort of in shock. But yeah, that's true. We're doing that. That John said, we're talking about music. In the Cars verse, you'd understand the show. So music, uh, what is it? Man, you know, mm-hmm. we're starting off with a big one, John. Yep. You know what? I I was going to save this one for a little later. <laughs> but that big question uh kind of leads me pretty perfectly into this week's question from Liz. Uh <laughs> both of our significant others are named Elizabeth and they ask us questions. We don't tell you which is which. That's I guess the joke. So, this week the question from Liz is does the music come from within them? So I'll just let you sit on that one, John. Yes. And I think you may have gone to the same place that Liz did, seeing as you've answered affirmatively. I, she said that, and I thought, man, what a weird, but I guess like sort of deep question. And I sort of sat on it. And she Very said, deep. N- no, like they're, they're radio, like they cars have radios in them. Does the music mm-hmm. literally come from within them? So I felt, I felt a little silly on that one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh. The answer is yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen examples of cars playing music from their radios, which is weird and troubling, but I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure so, about that. And uh, so, yeah. of course, to answer my own question, music is vocal or instrumental sounds or both combined in such a way as to produce beauty of form, harmony, and expression of emotion. Yeah, that's that's better than I could do at defining music. According to Mater... It's uh, it's saying the word dad gum over and over again. That is true. Unfortunately, that's one of few examples of car music we have is mm-hmm. that song that was a hit somehow twice in two different yep. genres. Yeah. Two like heavy metal is apparently even better than folksy. I don't know. Bluegrass. It's something in that world. Yeah. I guess Mater is. I've been talking a lot about Animal Crossing, but it's all I've been doing, so I'm going to keep doing that. Mater's mm-hmm. kind of like K.K. Slider. You know K.K. Mm-hmm. Slider, John, of course. Of course. He's the little white dog that, that comes has and a guitar. sings on your island. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's got, I think, a radio station and a CD. Oh, he's got, he's literally every song you can put into your your like little like radios and uh, like boom boxes and stuff is by him, and he's got one in, I think, just about every genre you can think of. Like he's got like chorale, like a church sounding music. He's got heavy metal. He's got techno. 
he's got like a funeral dirge, like a sea shanty. He's got it all. Nice. So that's that's Mater. Mater would be, I guess, KK Slider, which upsets me. But Mater could be pretty much whatever character he wanted to be if he was in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so Lucas, what's up? You mentioned uh, how there you related it to what you've been doing. So I'm going to make an attempt to do the same. And what I've been doing is 3D printing, sanding, and all that sort of thing. I've been making uh, Power Rangers helmets. And I'm going to be real. I need your help on how to connect that to music or cars, let alone both. Okay, see, when you said I'm going to connect it, I thought you already had gotten there, but you hadn't. Well, first, I want to point out that this is not this is what John always does. John makes various superhero helmet based things just a lot I, I make a lot of things uh my name is john and i like to make stuff it's not all that john makes but since i've known john once i finished when we were living together our freshman year i finished a box of pop darts and he said do you need that or something along that lines about the empty box of pop darts and i went no what and he said cool and he took it and over the course of like i don't know 45 minutes to an hour, he just turned it into like a Batman Beyond helmet, like a really good one. And I just sort of sat and watched him and I was like, man, that's a skill set I don't have. Cool. You know, I've made more helmets than I think about often. It's, yeah. it's strange. I keep going back to helmets. I mean, it's a cool thing and you're good at it. So I don't know, man. <laughs> so how does how can I connect any of that? Okay, so Lucas, I got nothing. I mean, that's kind of why I told that story in hopes that it would give one of us time to think of something. It didn't work. So it I didn't. say we move on and pretend okay. it didn't happen. So uh, in our world, cars can be used to make music. Cars can play music out of their stereos. There's just a lot going on there. But in general, in our world, cars themselves don't make music. Yeah, I'm sure there's some like experimental stuff that someone has done car sound uh, music, but like that's a person making music out of car sounds. Mm-hmm. Actually, I put car sounds in our theme song, so I am a person who has done that. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a video with Julian Smith, and it's him. I think it's like techno car or something, and it's just him with a car and a bunch of mics, and he makes a song out of a car and it's not even like he does car sounds and puts them in some work. No, he, he records as a bunch of people are basically just playing a car by like hitting, like closing the door a certain way, mm-hmm. hitting the steering wheel, uh, all sorts of things, rolling the windows up and down just that it's, it's pretty great. But all that being said, again, I can't think of a single car that makes its own music. And yet yeah, and in, I don't think we're, cars. That's all they can do. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to think of a car that makes its own original music, unaided mm-hmm. by a human. Because even if there is some weird robo car who's been designed to make music, it's been designed by a human to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much it's pretty much the human making it. But like, I don't know. Even if it like procedurally generates it somehow. So yeah, that's not a thing cars can do. John, you're correct. But all in right. the movie, in cars, the movie. It's a thing not only that they can do, but that we've seen them do several times. Oh, we have. Oh, we sure have. Now, here's a clarification. Most of the Mm -hmm. time when we see them making music, it's forklifts. Yeah, it's not cars, per se, unless the car is the singer. 
Mm-hmm. It's the forklifts. So is that just how it is? Is the working class the only class that can make music? Well, actually, I, I this is a decent lead in to the uh, this week. It's just the wiki quote of the day because I didn't think about it too much of the day. Give me that uh, self-assisting relaxation and uh, lack of over effort of the day uh this time we're going we had been going over to worldofcars.driven or worldofcarsdriven.fandom.com a bit too much mm-hmm. i know i know you were thinking that and you were just being polite and not telling it to me uh but so i've decided to remedy that by going over to pixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash dj okay okay dj is of course a member of the delinquent road hazards uh you know the delinquent road hazards john from down the lane i was like the kids next door that was nice uh <laughs> but no the delinquent road hazards are the four like like mean mean cars who make mac fall asleep and then push him off the road in the beginning of cars that makes him, lightning fall off of him those rude crude dudes with attitudes yeah man you got it you got it in one uh, DJ is the one who puts like he's got like the cool like music setup in the back of him that he puts on like a lullaby to make Mac fall asleep. But this time we're going to read his bio, okay, which okay. was what I used to always do, but I got away from it. But I do love the bio still very much. This one is from an early age. DJ, whose full name is Devin Montgomery Johnston, the third was interested in all kinds of music. He had a voracious appetite for collecting records and was a gifted student at the nationally renowned East Coast Music Conservatory. One evening at a friend's party, Devin met a gentleman by the name of Wingo. (laughs) (laughs) Wingo is another one of the the DRH, if you will, the delinquent road hazards. Uh, Is he the one with the spoilers? Yeah, with the like eight different spoilers. That's why his name is Wingo, I guess. I was hoping. Uh, but an expert in paint and body modification, Wingo designed a custom paint job for Devin and a wicked sound system to match. Now going by the name DJ, Devin revels in his treble, but never loses touch with his bass. Which, I don't know, that's a pretty good pun. The revels in treble, but never loses touch with his bass. I like that. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring that up is because he did apparently go to the East Coast Music Conservatory it doesn't say for what, unless it's down in trivia somewhere, but he is, he went to a music school for something. Okay. Also, real quick, I just want to point out that his voice actor is named EJ, which I thought was funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this isn't supposed to be an autobiography, but I've got so many questions because of this. I've got so many questions. I've talked about doing an autobiographies about the delinquent road hazards before. And I don't think you were like, no, we can't do that. But it never happened. True. And I think one of the reasons is because I didn't have like this huge hook. This huge hook, like something like, uh, I don't know. This car basically went to Juilliard. Um, What? He went to Juilliard and then it doesn't say that he dropped out. And something went horribly wrong. But like he defo dropped out, right? To become a delinquent roadhog. He gets arrested at the end of cars. I mean, I mean, they all do. It, it seems like something definitely happened that just diverted his direction in life, which maybe he's chasing his bliss and I shouldn't be judging that. But it's strange to think that went to a well-known, well-respected 
a music conservatory that became met a dude who did body modifications and all of a sudden is just using his abilities to lull people into a false sense of security and then falling asleep and then having fun torturing them in a way that gets them arrested. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm over here on the other, the other members are of course, Wingo boost and snot rod, snot rod being of course the the best of them. The sneezy one. I can I can read the their their descriptions because at least Wingo also implies a troubled childhood of some sort. Oh no! Uh, in grade school, Wingo's outrageous, inappropriate paint schemes didn't comply with the school's strict paint code <laughs> and got him into a lot of trouble. <sighs> these we'll come back to paint code. I promise. Uh, these days, Wingo makes a good living designing paint schemes for an illustrious clientele at his own custom paint shop. Now that his paint doesn't get him into trouble, Wingo and his gang find new ways to get into trouble. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack with the past five minutes of Revelations. Yeah, is this an autobiographies now? Ah, <laughs> uh, I think it is. Okay, so... Okay, I can... Okay, I can so Wingo... Wingo lets us know that our theory that uh paint jobs are just clothes that's like for sure yeah that's it, it that's what it is it's it's not yeah tattoos. That, that's pretty big it, it seems like tattoos even like the idea of it's a parlor but no it's you can't have a a tattoo code in like an elementary school so that's not a thing yeah you have paint to have code. these tattoos okay so that that's that's a gang yeah okay so there's that. Paint jobs are clothes. And when he was being made fun of Lightning McQueen for being in primer, he was just wearing his sweats around, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sweats or underwear. One of those two. Then we get to the point where, yes, it is completely established. That is a gang. Like, obviously it's a gang, but now it's written down on the official wiki. It's a gang. Those three are in a gang. Those four are in a gang. It gets even more explicit in boosts bio if you want me to go ahead and move on to that like we'll we'll come back and keep commenting on all four of them but i'll say i'll say one or two more things uh yeah go ahead, go ahead one of those being he's no longer getting in trouble because he's doing what he loves and that made him realize that one thing that he does love is getting in trouble so he actively seeks getting in trouble now and that's just a strange thing to wrap your head around. All right, that's, yeah. that's good enough. Let's uh, let's go back to, all right, it's a gang, and let's have that better evidence. Oh, first sentence here, Johnny. Boost wasn't always a gang leader. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when he was younger, he worked at a garage for elderly cars, where he befriended an early drop tank racer who turned him who turned him onto the ways of fast racing with nitrous, learning from the master who racked up records on the Great Salt Lake, Boost promised the old timer he'd keep the tradition alive. So, okay. So he got into drugs, like, right? He got into performance-enhancing drugs and illegal street racing. He went from being a a caretaker of the elderly to getting into performance-enhancing drugs and uh, I'm guessing gambling and illegal racing. And we're just supposed to accept that? 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> See, okay. I would say, but like, also just based on the fact that it seemed his life had a huge, huge shift after getting into Nitrous, I would say definitely it's performance enhancing, but it probably has like addictive, like high qualities to it as well, you know? It would seem that way, but at the same yeah. time, that Nitrous little thing is not mentioned in regards to the other two. Yeah, that's true. But like, so, I don't know, man. You gotta think that, okay, all three of these have clearly had some strange thing in their life where they just turned in a worse direction. And it's weird to say that the one that turned in a worse direction that turned in the least worse direction is the one who just enjoys being in trouble. Because yeah. his life got better when it stopped being a bad thing for him to enjoy his strange clothes. So he decided, okay, now that I'm successful and doing what I love, I'm going to try and get in trouble. And that's the that's the least unfortunate one. Yeah, it's not. It's it's still not great. <laughs> but Well, Snotrod, and then we'll keep talking about him. Yep. Yep, please do. Okay. Snotrod took his doctor's advice and headed west to find some clean, crisp mountain air to relieve his chronic allergies. Come on. Okay. Uh, on the way, he met up with Boost DJ and Wingo. There's an exclamation point. The highly modified car group made him the gang's head of security and crowd control. He, he still has allergies and explosive sneezing attacks. It's true, they cause big, big fire, but his ability to clear the road of pesky traffic is unmatched and much appreciated by his buddies who like the road all to themselves. So let's unpack this a little bit. I'd like it if we did, you know? This is a world in which mm -hmm. doctor's advice seems to always lead people to do exactly the opposite of what they should do. Yeah. All right, so yeah, one has to assume that Lightning McQueen, after his big injury was probably told it's time to retire by his doctor. We don't have confirmation of that, but you have to assume that, right? And what does he do? He puts his life in serious danger by uh, trying new training methods and then going out into a demolition derby. So that's, that's one thing. It's one of my loosest things because it's just one of those things where you have to assume the doctor said it. So that's not great evidence, obviously. But then there's the other autobiography that we released recently, in which a man has some serious stress issues and uh, mm -hmm. what I can only assume is high blood pressure. So what he does is he also goes out and uh, does illegal violent activities to relieve stress by putting himself in what I can only assume is one of the most stressful situations to ever be in constantly. And this guy has constant severe allergies. And what does he do? He goes out into what I can only assume is going to be a lot less uh, city and a lot more allergy-inducing wilderness. I mean, like, I've, I've heard that kind of advice, I guess. I've heard go out and get crisp, like, mountain air, but that's for things where you have, like, buildup in your lungs or diseases that just cause respiratory issues where you need crisp, yeah. clean air. Not, hey... Your issue is probably with pollen. Go find more pollen. Now, okay, but this is going to be a bit of a stretch, so just hang on. So, like, humans are pretty biological, right? 
Mm-hmm. Our allergies are caused by oftentimes other sort of bio- biological things. So maybe cars being more mechanical, their sort of allergies come from like an overabundance of exhaust or like, uh, I don't know, being around buildings or something, other inorganic stuff. You see, that might make sense in certain ways if it weren't for the fact that the people he's following around and hanging out with are almost guaranteed to have worse exhaust fumes due to the illegal substances they consume. Yeah, but like there are only three or four of them instead of like a bunch. But also against that point, it does clearly say in the the last sentence he still has allergies and explosive sneezing attacks and also they have incentive to try and make him more sneezy because they enjoy the effect of him being sneezy which also like modern day i really get that that would be great self-defense is if you're just sneezy because in this current situation like climate if you sneeze people are going to go far far away from you And if you sneeze out fire, boy. (laughs) Honestly, I would be less afraid of someone who sneezes fire right now. I do want to say, I don't know if we'll include this in the show, but if you didn't see, click on the link I put in the chat here and go down and look at the uh, members section at the bottom of their wiki page. It's pretty good. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I love these wikis so much, John. (laughs) Oh, poor Snotrod. In in his... uh, classic image of the four of them he's got a little dribble yeah for what what i sent john was the wiki page for uh delinquent road hazards on pixar cars fandom uh which has a little section here labeled members so you'd think it'd be pictures of the members of the delinquent road hazards it is and in a way it is yeah <laughs> but we've got four humanized like little sketches of the delinquent road hazards and like I'm not going to make fun of who, whoever's art did this. One, because the last one of all four of them is actually like pretty well done. And also the ones that are just like paper cutouts are like, I don't know, probably done by a child. And I'm not, I don't feel comfortable making fun of that. But just the fact that they're included on the page as like their official artwork is what's getting me a lot. Mm-hmm. Even better than all that is the fact that for some reason they've decided to, in this, uh, last image they've decided to colorize everything and then put the background for each character as the color that is most expressed in that box which makes it just really hard to look at in a strange way i i'm wondering and i don't know this is if they just like stole the like character portraits from deviant art or something and then added in the weird like paint blobs because the paint blobs are very poorly done i will say that much. yeah it, it really seems like that's what happened here yeah which is a shame because again i'm a fan yeah i don't know how well i can <laughs> judge humanized versions of cars but i feel like uh john and i are pretty qualified and these are pretty good good yeah. job whomever originally made these but i don't know if you want to look at those we're probably not going to post a link <laughs> please <laughs> please find them it, they're good yeah it's um fixarcars.fandom.com slash wiki slash delinquent underscore road underscore hazards. So you can find that if you feel so led. All right. So so that's a whole lot. Let's get back into this. It's a gang 
and it's specifically uh-huh. only four people. Yeah, I would assume since we only see those four in multiple appearances, like I said at the the end of Cars, there's a little like credits bit where they also get arrested by Sheriff and they have to pull Bessie on a different road, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, even the same road. Maybe even when I think uh, that, Lightning did a good job, he didn't do that good of a job. They're just like, okay, it wasn't good, but we could tell he tried this time at least. And like, they're not bad people. It, well, we have discussed very much in, in our episode about the punishment they gave him. They're pretty bad people for giving him that punishment. Yeah. But yeah. there I'm is, thinking maybe it's know, just an edge. Maybe he cleaned it up and then did like a good job on top of it. But the problem is it looked really nice and was a good top layer, but everything underneath it was still garbage. That's fair. Or maybe just the people of Radiator Springs are sadists and like to watch people be given hard physical labor as punishment. Yep. Yep. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just... Uh, time for time for a fun fact of the day. Uh, <laughs> the people of Radiator Springs are sadists. Boost. Boost is a, it's a, is a Mitsubishi Eclipse, which is my car. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that's neat. Boost is presumably a fancier, like not casting dispersions on your car, but. I mean, he's clearly been altered a lot more than my car has. (laughs) That's fair. That's a fun fact. John drives a Mitsubishi Eclipse. I drive a Hyundai Santa Fe. Those are facts. You know, a car reveal is fairly appropriate on this show. Yep. I drive a, I drive a 2013 Santa Fe, uh, Hyundai Santa Fe. It's like a sort of brownish, grayish color. John, uh, my uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse is uh, 2007, and it's uh, mostly black, but some of that's peeling off. Nice. Yeah, John. I think all of the delinquent road hazards do drugs. All right. So here's the thing: uh-huh. we only have evidence that. One of them for sure does drugs. Yeah, but like... It feels like Snot Rod probably also does drugs. Yeah, and it feels like DJ also might... Because, like, your life can take downward turns for a a lot of reasons that aren't drug-related. But that's a pretty big one to make your life take a downward spiral of, like, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore drugs. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm not great with remembering very specific things like this. Which one is the, is it Wingo or Boost that is the the painter? Uh, Wingo is the painter. Okay, so Wingo, he's the one that seems to be least likely to do drugs. And he's the one who, again, I must say, intentionally got bored of being capable of living his his best life. So he tries to get in trouble by being in a gang. Yeah, and like the the paint jobs he does, it's not, it doesn't seem like he was bored because like he was in like a boring nine to five job where he doesn't get to express himself uh, as like an artist. Just looking at him and based on his uh, dis- bio where it says he makes a good living designing paint schemes for an illustrious clientele at his own custom paint shop. That to me sounds like he has all the artistic freedom in the world. He can make designs that he is proud of uh, and that like really express his creativity. So it's not like he was stifled. He just also, he liked the rush of 
doing things he knew were wrong, I guess. It seems very much like that, because, again, these other people, it seems that there was some dramatic shift in their life. But for him, it's, oh, he had a bit of a rough time early on because of his passion, and then he succeeded in his passion, and then he decided, nah, this this is boring. I'm still going to do it because it's my passion, but I got to do something else. I feel like, okay, so I've looked it up. I feel like these are switched. I think the Nissan Silvia is probably going to be boost. And Wingo, I think, is probably the Eclipse. Okay, cool. So why don't you have, let's see, one, two, three, four. Five, six. Why don't you have six layers of spoilers on your on your car, coward? Uh, because the sound system is too powerful. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think you're. It's you're not. Just. I will you're say afraid though. To, my car vibrates a little bit too much when good. I turn my music up to a volume I like, and yeah. it's not because I have it way too high. It's because the like car has a speaker that I have to assume was added in after the fact. And it's got a very like heavy bass to it, and I love it. That's fun, but d- don't let that distract you from the fact that John's car could have six spoilers on it, stacked just stacked up. I think it kind uh, of almost. has one, but not like that. Yeah, more of the like classic wing thing. Yeah, but you could double the height of your car, and you're just afraid to. And I don't have an example. I don't know how a Hyundai Santa Fe would look. With this giant spoiler on the back. I don't think it would look as good as Wingo does. But I want you to think about, okay, so what would your Hyundai Santa Fe, what would that be like if it were twice as tall? I don't know if it would, that wouldn't be good. (laughs) It's already like a mid-sized car, like somewhere in between like a normal car and an SUV. So that's, that that wouldn't go well, basically, (laughs) for various bridge and other related reasons. I don't know if it would hit bridges, but it would hit like drive through things and it would be annoying. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't want to do that. Okay. Too late. I've already done it. Ah, geez. <laughs> he pimped my ride. No. All right. So what we were just talking about and got distracted again. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're a drug gang. Seemingly. Yeah. You're never supposed to get high off your own supply, but at least uh, one of these characters specifically does yeah and like i want to be and i am sympathetic towards the fact that it seems like a lot of them have had hard lives like if i'd have to guess snot rod has been ostracized for a good portion of his life because again the boy sneezes fire with great intensity and like decent like like decently often but like also they sort of I don't know that they were trying to kill Mac, but like... <laughs> they were willing to they, let Mac die as a result of their actions. Yeah, they like, of course, knew that they could have killed Mac and were fine with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not super sympathetic towards them and their plight. And we cannot, we cannot let ourselves think that this terrifying field of dead bodies that were run off the road, we mm. can't let ourselves think that they're not responsible for sure. Because there's a chance that they've done this thing that they did in this movie before, which means that, boy, howdy, 
they might have been the people who caused this just field of dead bodies. Yeah, and like, I think in the scene where they do it, either like Wingo or Boost or something is like, hey, DJ, we got a nodder. Like he's nodding off. And then DJ is immediately like, oh, I know what to do. They aren't like, ooh, what if we played a lullaby and then pushed him around the road? They they are, DJ is like, I know the drill. We've done this enough that I know what we're about to do. Let me go get this guy asleep so we can maybe kill him. Or just watch him die, which is so much better, right? No, I would say they would have directly killed him because they intentionally put him to sleep and then pushed him around the road and off of the road. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay, like, so... It's, 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 it's murder. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a drug gang that may be responsible for a field of dead bodies. Yeah, and we know that this is like their turf or whatever because they drive through Radiator Springs and get arrested... And what do they uh, get arrested like, for? Is it like, murder? No, it's it's speeding. That's it's, it. It's speeding. Is it illegal uh, drug trafficking? Nope. It's it, it's speeding. A thing that yep. essentially in this world means running. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I sort of get, like, again, I don't get the punishment for lightning, but I get, like, arresting lightning after he destroyed the whole town. But if I remember right, the road hazards just, like, they're just speeding. Yep. They're, like, Speeding to an incredibly dangerous degree, like probably several, several miles above the speed limit. But like, I don't know, they got the same punishment as Lightning, who, again, destroyed an entire small community. Yep. Troubling. So imagine you're back in high school. I don't like doing that, but okay. You're almost late for class. So you run in the hall. Now imagine a teacher stops you because you're running in the hall and then forces you to do manual labor where you're just... Like, I don't know, peeling up tile off of the ground and replacing it. And until you get the entire hull replaced, you have to do that. And there's no one who can I mean, s- no one who can save you. Yeah, and I mean, they were out in the hot sun. I think we could make it laying blacktop, which is <laughs> intensive if you've ever had to do that. Especially in the <laughs> hot sun. Uh, so yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that seemingly they can just do that. Again, m- maybe, maybe we can assume... Lightning or Mac was like, oh, yeah, have you heard of these, like, four cars? They almost killed Mac and myself. And so maybe Sheriff, like, knew that and recognized them and that was their punishment. But also, on the flip side of, they got the same punishment for speeding as Lightning did for destroying the town. They got the same punishment for attempted murder that Lightning did for accidentally destroying the town. I mean, here's the thing. If these people are a gang and these people quite likely do this thing often and attempt to murder often and these people also are illegal racers who use and sell performance enhancing drugs then if they get caught for speeding then this town probably already knows the rumors so they might be able to pin max attempted murder on them lightning's attempted murder on them and then All they have to do is do, like, any drug test. And these people are gonna be showing that they've been using illegal fuel. And that's only if they don't find the, like, illegal substance on their person. So, they get caught speeding. Almost certainly there's also going to be drug charges. So, accidentally destroying some property versus... Yeah, not the whole town. Attempted murder and possession and also 
possibly drug running. Th- those are not the same. Yeah, either way, whichever thing they got arrested for, they should not have gotten the same punishment as lightning. It's bad either way. And even worse, think about it this way. What if it's seriously just for speeding? I mean, like, what are they going to do? They're not actual muscle cars. Like, without their performance-enhancing drugs, they're not going to be nearly as capable. And Lightning Queen, he's an athlete. He's built for doing, like, impressive, impressive things. These cars are going to be dealing with withdrawal while also in the hot sun and also dealing with their body modifications probably being in their way, not being used to physical labor without their drugs. These people are all going to have heart attacks. Yeah, and like, this is, I don't know if we mentioned this in our Law and Order episode, but I think it's a little gag in both both scenes where they're pulling Bessie, is that some like blacktop splatters on them, like hot, hot blacktop, and both times they yell out in pain. Yep. <laughs> like, it's not like a, oh man, my paint job. It's like a, oh God, why? <laughs> And it's not, like, to the extent, like, if we got a substantial amount of hot blacktop on us, but it's still painful for them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough thing to think about. Okay, Lucas, I've been trying to think about something for a while now that's really getting me. Uh, In the delinquent road hazards character information, they've got their makes, and it says Mm -hmm. either 12,004 cyan xb and then like something like that for all of them or maybe it's just like eleven thousand nine hundred ninety four. i can't figure out what that means so audience please correct me if i don't know what this is and it is something but it's starting to make me think okay so when they're talking about cars you talk about make and model what if what if these are years oh there's just no way john no 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 you can't lucas think about what that would mean that would I'm, mean that I'm, the series I'm, Cars is set 10,000 years in the future. Uh, no, John, 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 that can't be, that can't be. I'm going to Google these numbers. Okay, so audience, while well, he's Googling those numbers, I'm going to say this. All right, so they're all relatively close to each other. There's the 11970 Plymouth Barracuda, which is the snot rod, and he's obviously an older vehicle. Then there's the, uh, the 12,000... And four Scion XB, like these numbers kind of make sense for cars that are being remodeled and in general, like, okay, so like these are within these years, perhaps it's supposed to be 1970 or 2000 and 2004. But if that were the case, it wouldn't make sense that for all of them, there's the one in front of them. Yeah. I'm I'm going to look up like a 1994 Mitsubishi Eclipse. <laughs> See if that's like a I it like it has to be, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I'm if it's a mistake, sure if you, why did they do it four times? Because like they're one person did all of them and just copy and pasted them. Yeah, but they're all different. I know, but I just looked up like Sally Carrera and she is a 2002 996 series Porsche 911 Carrera. So like this isn't a constant thing. I, I don't and I don't think Sally is 10,000 years old. 
Okay. If so you can't tell me Sally Carrera is 10,000 years old. I will not have that. I, I can't and I won't. But what I can and okay. will do is say that, so for all four of these, for all four of the delinquent road hazards, it's the same where there's this strange 10,000 year difference, which makes me think maybe they're a future gang. Oh, like they've come back in time? Yep. It's trouble. That's challenging, John. You have to admit that that's pretty challenging. I I have to admit that that is challenging, but at the same time, it's the same mistake. Not just on this page. If you click to each of their individual character descriptions, which if you do this with all the characters, you'll find like oh, two thousand or nineteen seventy. But for all four of these characters and their specific pages, it's ten thousand more. Okay. I, I okay i've gone you see i i took a risk i went to a different wiki and this is what happens i went back to the old standard world of cars com, and i went and checked out dj's page and on world of cars it calls he is, says he is a model based on a 2004 scion xb is he the one that's 12004 yep okay uh it's okay, yeah. Boost is also based on a 1994 Mits- Mitsubishi Eclipse. So I think just someone who this I'm man who made the same mistake four times once. on four different pages, and then on the main page that contains all four of them again. So five times. I was very excited about them being a future gang. All right. Yeah, so possibly what I'm hearing is that I need to correct every single other car. Oh, you you want to. You're very excited about them being in the future, so you want to change every other car in the wiki. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want it to be canon that Cars is just set 10,000 years in the future. I mean, that's not a bad little headcanon, man. Like, there are worse headcanons to have. Okay, okay, okay. I will say something I just saw is that it claims that DJ is from Treble Town, which I clicked on. And it just says Treble Town is a city in the United States of America. Inhabitants, DJ. So again, take everything from the wikis as you always should with a grain of salt. But DJ may be from a town called Treble Town, which is pretty dumb. I love it. Okay, so the gang in Uh this, in DJ's biography, they're described as the tuner cars. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I saw that a few times myself. I think it's cars that like are tuned up in a specific special way Mm. Uh, because they couldn't in this kid's movie call them pimped cars or pimped rides. Like they're, I can't remember like specific books or movies, but like that's a thing in like some books and movies and video games where people who have like enhancements are regarded as another class of people with like a name like tuner. You think Mm -hmm. that's a thing here? Man, I would I like have that. to assume so. All right. Huh. All right. So in the Cars Tunes episode spinning, he is in good terms with Radiator Springs, and he is asked by Ramon to play a tune to accompany Guido's moves. What's spinning? Is there another? Gosh, I don't know. I've usually like with the Radiator Springs 500 and a half. I had heard of that. I was like, yeah, that one doesn't sound that interesting. It, of course, was because I can't have anything. But no, I've never heard of spinning. This is a a sign spinning one. Cool. Great. I love it. 
All right, so tune in next week when we talk about that, I guess. Uh, okay, so we can't find an instrument. We know that he's got speakers, subwoofers, all this jazz, and he's got like parts of his body that show just specialized equipment. What if he just played his own body, Lucas? What if he just made music yeah, like kinda, EDM that is him? You know, I, I was, I was kind of leaning towards that. Like he didn't play an instrument. He's just a computer man. So he made computer music that came out of him that people liked. Okay. I, like, again, we've seen instruments that the forklifts played, but they were like human-sized instruments that the forklifts shouldn't have been able to play anyway. Yeah, and again, the forklifts, it should be established. We should not be okay with the fact that the forklifts could play them in the first place, but the cars definitely couldn't play them, mm-hmm. you know? Except maybe Mater, because Mater can do anything and he's got a hook and could, I don't know, very slowly play the piano or the drums or something. Okay, okay. So let's talk about how this is a gang of people Uh who all are centered around this strange specific area. There are four of them. And they're all just choosing to live their life in the specific way. And we're just supposed to accept that. We're just supposed to accept that DJ went to a prestigious university for his music career that he gave up after finding a buddy who did body mods and paint jobs and uh, just decided, you know what, instead of doing this music thing, I'm going to join a gang that does illegal racing and drug sales. We're just supposed to accept that in this kids movie universe. Yeah, and like even if you take out the stuff we're assuming, like the drug running and like that they're like a gang gang, like but maybe that's, that's maybe... not assuming. We know that there's a component of illegal racing and performance enhancing fuel. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm just saying like even if you take out the jumps from like one of them does nitrous to all of them, like even the like purely, purely textual evidence of yes illegal racing yes almost killing cars on the highway and like yes it is textual evidence that he left some prestigious music academy that he could have had i don't know like it didn't say like he like flunked out or like he wasn't succeeding like i think even in his bio it says like he was a gifted student at the nationally renowned mm-hmm. so like he almost certainly would have succeeded at this music career, but no. You have no, to assume just... that someone who is that good at that, that is well-known and is in a prestigious university and doing well, that there has to be passion there. That this has to be something yeah. he very much cared about. And he gave up on that passion to join this gang. Yeah. Okay, so something there's that. Happened. And then there's Boost, who gave up on a career where he was helping the elderly in a nice uh, a nice way where I'm sure he was doing good work at a consistent rate and a good, probably good pay. He left that because he was excited about these illegal things. Okay, we have to accept that yeah. too. And then you get to Snotrod, who is just a dude who's got a disease that makes it hard for him to live his life normally. This one almost makes sense. He's supposed to leave 
his environment and go to a strange new place and he just happens to bump into some people and they accept him for who he is in a way and that's a community that he feels a part of. I can almost get that one. And again, I'm just really torn up about this one. Then there's the guy who had trouble in his childhood because of his passion and then became successful within his passion and then joined a gang to do illegal things because he got bored of being accepted. Boy, howdy, this is very upsetting. Yeah, I do want to update that on world of cars driving dot fandom there was there is a category for tuners uh which is defined as characters in the of the car series who are known for wearing heavy modifications so apparently this is just a thing that like i don't know other people who like who are obsessed with cars know about is like there is a subclass of society known as tuners in the cars universe okay so let's let's talk about the fact that for some reason whenever we do an autobiography at least three of them have been on groups of people who have severe alterations to their body. Yeah. I will say it seems only two of those groups are tuners, whereas one of them, there are tuners in there, but are also just a bunch of damaged people. Yeah. And I mean, another constant theme through several of our autobiographies, at least uh, three of them, is a group of people, or at least one person who has like intense medical needs that are not being cared for Yep, who have been abandoned by society to Um, their own devices. And okay. So let's, let's think about this. How many autobiographies have we done? Can you, can you guesstimate that? I want to say five. I think we've done the rusties and we sort of did like the rusty cars in that one. We did uh, the air attack team, like the, firefighters from car from planes to we did flow and then we did the demolition derby people and we barely did flow like we did a very bad job with the flow we did flow with ramon yeah uh, all right so with the rusty's brothers we had to talk about the uh disenfranchised the the rusty the people who are just falling to pieces we yeah. also talked about what we assume is a hairpiece we sure did so that's a strange alteration. Uh, then we're going to talk about, oh, look, there's the fire and rescue team who have this this man who has his own motto of better than new because he modifies people and he 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 tinkers around with people's bodies. And those people are smaller vehicles, which, as we've talked about many a time, they're kind of like forklifts, which means they're probably the disenfranchised. And we also mentioned in that episode that there's a good chance that these people can't really exist in a normal society for certain reasons, such as they're friends with this mad scientist. Yep. And then there's the demolition derby, a bunch of people who are disenfranchised and have body mods occasionally and are outside of society. And then there's Flo and Ramon who have also had body modifications and extensive paint job work and in a, in a way have been on more uh, ostracized ends of society. One of them and, and I mean, was y- y- a traveling showgirl. The other one was uh, just always in this town 
of a very small, tight knit community. So there's that. Yeah, I was gonna say we we can't overlook the fact that like a big point part of the point of cars, the first cars, is that Radiator Springs is a community of outcasts mm-hmm. that is that has been forgotten and abandoned. Yeah, and now we're talking about a gang of people whose lives seem to have been just in some way not fulfilling enough for them that they are now in a gang that likely does illegal racing and drugs and they have body mutt. So we got a lot of tuners. We've got underprivileged disenfranchised people ostracized from society. And then there's the whole lemons. Everything about the lemons is the same. Yeah, you you a big we've talked enough about the lemons through other episodes that we've basically done a collective autobiography on them. They are the most if probably the most abandoned of all of them. Mm-hmm. Who also turned to a life of crime. You just got a point to the fact that a lot of the more interesting characters in these movies are these tragic tragic citizens who are just considered the undercrust of society that are just so disenfranchised and put down it's so easy to find groups large large groups of people in this society that are treated so poorly and that's not even mentioning the forklifts we always talk about the forklifts as a being treated as a lesser working class that's oh man i'm becoming upset if you think about it there are there's we most of the time tend to focus on this upper echelon of society in a way that you don't think about and it's this really really terrifying thing that makes you focus on oh boy you don't really notice these things without thinking about them because that's like i i'm not going i'm not willing to give the creators of these movies credit for this but it really course, really don't. forces and exemplifies just the idea of being blind to privilege. Yeah. You are focused on these main characters, the ones that you're following throughout the stories. And no matter how extreme and obvious the examples of these people who are disenfranchised, you don't you don't think about it that way. And you don't think about the fact that you're following a very small percentage of the population that seems to be getting all of the benefit and even the people that you're supposed to be like rooting for and supporting that are the downtrodden, like the people in radiator Springs, most of them are actually considerably well off. If you think about it, they're just like, I guess the middle class in our world of, yeah, they're having a hard go at it, but even still they're doing so much better than a lot of people just by fortune of privileges that they're not aware of yeah i mean they own businesses that is nothing to sneeze at you know yeah that that's they have like, complete control over their own bodies and minds and pretty much they can do whatever they set their mind to with just a little bit of effort and even within that society you'll notice that like there's luigi and guido who are just these people who work really hard and they're just great ecstatic workers who who seem to just be so enthusiastic and so much more hardworking than anyone else in that town. And it, yeah, and I will, it makes me worry that what if they have to be just to be able to exist to the same capacity? 
and I, I will say uh, Luigi is a car. Luigi is a tiny car, but he is he owns the business. The only example of an employee, the only citizen in Radiator Springs who doesn't own their business, the only employee is Guido, who is the only forklift in town. And also the one who is not fluent with English. Oofa doofa. Okay. <sighs> of the two of them, one of them seems yeah. to speak fluent English, and the other one pretty much speaks in Italian. Yeah, okay. Yep. Like, we come to this conclusion about at once every, like, three or four episodes, but I feel like we're really coming to it hard this time. I didn't like that. Uh, we're really... <laughs> we've come to this conclusion in a really solid way this time. It's It's really hard at this point to not think of the Cars franchise as this weird like challenge to hey we're gonna show you extreme examples of privilege and uh abuse of power and privilege and we're gonna make you not think about it and i I mean our protagonist is lightning mcqueen our protagonist is a man who is extremely successful extremely arrogant who learns to pity the underclass of people he mm-hmm. pretty much abuses throughout all of the movies and and we're supposed to root for this guy yeah and the people he realizes respect for are the ones we were talking about that are like pretty like the middle class like the citizens of radiator springs and cruz ramirez who grew up poor and it's it's implied she was a bit marginalized as a female racer but like not the lemons not the he like sort of treats the rusty people with respect at the end of car the first cars but like that's not the point of the movie you know the rusty cars in all of our examples even the rusty cars they're a group that he ends up treating with more respect than he had at the beginning but the the groups that we're talking about for the most part there's no redemption for there's no there's no help for you, you yep. think about the demolition derby people no it, they're just there no one's going to help them you think about the lemons no they're they're a laughing stock that are the bad guys they're a race of the people that everyone just thinks of as the bad guys and that's all they're ever going to be who several of whom die in the course of that movie and no one ever cares yeah and the demolition derby are only there as comedic support they are the butt of the joke they they are never given any sort of like oh they do this because of this they've been forced into the situation no they are they are only exist as a joke and it's it's this really rough thing where yes you have to remember that Everyone's struggle is equally valid and everyone struggles in their own ways, but it's just these shining examples of even the underprivileged that we focus on are not nearly as underprivileged as the people we never even notice. We never even think about. Yeah. So in conclusion, I guess lightning McQueen lives in a society. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Time for a not very fun fact of the day. Uh, Yeah, go for it. Despacito is the uh, music video is the music video that has received the most views. This episode was supposed to be about music, not the uh, the underserved in our society. Uh, it's not got the delinquent road hazards. Then 
It's got 6.69 billion views. Nice. It's catchy. The this 0.69 is the nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So that is nice. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm tired and sad. Cars. Lightning McQueen lives in a society. Can the official not very fun fact for this one be we live in a society? Yep, that's the official very not fun fact. We live in a society. Cool. Okay. I guess that that seems like a good place as any to stop talking for a week. All right. Remember Uh, to plug your brother. No, yeah, I was going to. My my brother Ben uh, just started his own podcast. It's called Garden Variety. Uh, He... He and one of his friends, who I do not remember the name of, I'll probably cut that part out, <laughs> uh, uh, just like go and like talk to people about, you know, gardening. It's a passion of my brother's, and it's really, really cool. It's like an interview style podcast. I think a lot of the times they do it like outdoors in a garden, which like sort of comes through and how they talk and like their sort of state. And I think it's really good. So I both I and he would appreciate it if you gave it a listen. Uh, again is garden variety which i think is a fun little title it's got a good little pun in it mm-hmm. but thank you if you listen to that but even more i care more about you listening to this podcast so thank you for listening uh we really appreciate it a lot uh and this is just going to be a shout out to another podcast it's called rolling rolling uh a friend of mine who is an actress she is doing that podcast. It's about uh, just being an actor in Atlanta. Uh, they started when this whole pandemic started. So it's been a lot of episodes about not working as an actor right now. So that's something. That's a lot of what being an actor is, is not working as an actor, unfortunately. Oh, don't uh, yeah, I know that sounds it. really cool. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and tell literally everybody about our podcast. Everybody. Uh, but like, actually do tell people you think might like it. That'd be something real great of you. Yes, it would. And if you want to connect with us, uh, you can tweet at us at the kachat or you could email us uh the kachat at gmail.com that's all one word in both occasions no a uh, little hyphen there and that is all the things we say so i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop and until next time remember to float like a cadillac and sting like a beamer you? that's not good enough to include as like a little post credit thing i'm not gonna do that tiny